don't don't think that I'm I'm being negative about it and don't think that I'm being positive about it in the same way that I'm not being negative about it but I'm not being positive about it because there are aspects of it that are negative and there are aspects of it that you know you can come out stronger with not to say it's necessarily positive but you can come out stronger Hello and welcome back to episode 10 of Voyager Curiosity. This is a big one. This is a very big one. We're at the end of season one, guys. I honestly can't believe it. We're at the end of season one. We've made it through 10 episodes. You've made it through nearly 10, probably more than 10 hours of me talking. Honestly, I am very proud of you right now. Um, for the tenth episode, I thought I I was gonna do some kind of like Q and A episode. However, I did a poll over on my Twitter, and that wasn't the most popular option. I might do that. I might start season two off with another Q and A episode. We'll see how things go. However, the most popular topic I will reveal in um, in a bit. Um, but that wasn't the most popular topic, so I thought I'll go with what my listeners want, and that was what I'm gonna be talking to you about today. But I know, I I say it's been a while, it hasn't actually been a while, but it feels like it's been a while because I actually made a new podcast. Um, This has been something that I've been thinking about for quite a while now, actually, since the um, upload of the last episode, which was all to do with music and the impact it has on our mental health. I actually was inspired and got a bit of inspiration from one of my friends um, to create a brand new podcast, and it's called Tunes That Changed Me. And it's all to do with music and the impact it has on us as people and how it can change our lives, how it can motivate us, how it inspires us. And I'm just really, really excited for the prospect of a brand new podcast where I can hopefully get some guests on and we can interact and talk about music tastes and our favourite artists, how they've changed our lives, some of my favourite songs at the moment, some I'm going to be reviewing and ranking albums. So if you like talk about music you like hearing people speak about music please make sure to go i will link it in the description um go over and follow the new page on spotify and listen to the new podcast it's called tunes that changed me um because some of the i because on the first episode as well but because most of the episodes will contain snippets of songs unfortunately it will only be like be available on spotify and anchor itself which is the platform i'm using to upload these episodes um in the first place but it will only be available on spotify and um anchor so i will link like anywhere that you can find it um if it's if it doesn't contain snippets of songs but i'm pretty sure most of them will so it will only be available on spotify so if you are using apple Podcasts to listen to any of my podcast episodes and you're wondering why why is why is why are they saying that there's a new podcast episode out and i can't find it it's because if it contains a snippet of a song it will only be available on spotify because the platform i'm using to make these episodes which is anchor um is powered by spotify hence the songs come from spotify so it's only available on spotify i know it's a pain in the butt but <laughs> you know what can we do but without further ado i will tell you what we're going to be talking about today and that is everything to do with depression now you're probably thinking on your why why are we going out of season one on such a well, depressing, no, essentially, but I just thought that I'd kind of wrap this whole thing up. I feel like I've shared nearly, nearly every aspect of, like, my personality or my life with you in this season, and I feel like I've gone over some of my interests, I've gone over some of the things that I like to talk about, um, 
This isn't necessarily something I like to talk about per se, however it is something I feel is important we talk about and we avoid the stigma of kind of, I don't really want to talk about that, push that to the side. We are going to be talking about it and we're going to be getting a bit in depth, so trigger warning I guess if there are any there are going to be some sensitive topics discussed and stuff um so if trigger warning if you are affected by talks of depression um suicide suicidal thoughts um I'm not going to be going into self-harm because like I said that's not really something I'm really ready to talk about so there won't be there won't need to be a trigger warning for self-harm or anything any like kind of mention of hurting yourself in any way because I'm not going to be talking about that because it's just something I'm not really ready to talk about so there's no need for a trigger warning on that however if you are affected by talks of depression um possibly anxiety as well because I will be bringing bringing a bit of uh, panic attacks and my experience with those in as well if you are just in need of I will put all the like the full list of triggers and stuff in the description so if you do need a trigger warning for any of that and you are and you will be affected by listening to talks of just anything like that please 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 don't listen to this episode because I don't want to trigger anyone this is the last episode of the podcast we've made it so far I don't want to set anyone back or trigger anyone or prevent anyone from wanting to listen in the future so trigger warning on any of those topics that I've just mentioned and are in the description please don't carry on listening if you are affected by those I will put a timestamp to um the end of the episode which is like where the curious recommends are and stuff so um, if you are affected by those, just skip past and yeah, we can get on with it. So today, sorry that took me so long to explain, but today we're going to be talking about depression. So this episode isn't really going to have a layout because, well, it is kind of going to have a bit of a looser layout. However, um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a catch up with me first because I feel like I haven't done this in a while. I feel like I didn't really, I haven't really got personal with you guys since probably the first episode because I feel like I've just been educating you (laughs) ever since then. And I'm very, very sorry for that because that is not the tone I intended. Like I did not want to just be spitting facts at you all the time, but I feel like that's kind of the tone we took. So, you know, I just wanted to ask how are you guys how have you been how has life been there is literally some kind of fire engine in the background right now but how are you guys how have you been how's your end of term if you're in school how's that been college or whatever university I don't know um if you've been in if you have a job how's your job been (laughs) um if you don't have a job if you're in some kind of I don't know what other situations there are really maybe you're doing like some kind of part-time job maybe you're in a full-time job maybe you're doing an apprenticeship maybe you're currently in university maybe you're doing a degree maybe you're still in school like me um how's school going if you're in school maybe you're in college um how's college going maybe you're in sixth form like me um how's sixth form going (laughs) I say I'm in school I mean I'm in sixth form but that's like the same school that I went to for like high school so I just say school but I mean sixth form um yeah let me know how your life's going at the moment I say I've only covered like those kind of bases because I feel like they're the kind of people that are listening to my podcast if I check the stats it usually just says 18 to 24 so like 17 to 24 so like they're the kind of ages I've just covered but I don't know what you guys are doing let me know what you guys are doing um in the Instagram comments let me know what you guys are doing obviously if you're comfortable um I want to hear about you and I want to hear everything that's going on with your life at the moment feel free to like just send me a DM and let me know what you're doing um because I'm I'm interested I want to know I'm curious as the as the title of the podcast suggests but yeah um little catch up with me because I feel like I haven't done for ages um the last time I I think I like updated you guys I was doing my A-levels I still 
have completed my AS levels now, which is the first year of A levels. Um, if you're not from the UK, it's a little bit hard to explain. Basically, after you do GCSEs, which are like the qualifications that you um, take to basically say you've completed high school, you can go on to do these things called A levels, which are basically it's a bit hard to explain, but it's basically like a higher course and then um, you use them to uh, try and get into university or apply for an apprenticeship or apply for a job or whatever it is. I don't know how the exam system works in other countries. Um, Please tell me how that works. If I've got any listeners from other countries, please let me know how your exam system works. Um, But yeah, here in um, the UK and specifically in Wales, well, not specifically in Wales, because I'm pretty sure it's the same all over the UK, but um, I'm currently doing four A-levels. However, I do have the option to drop one of those A-levels at the end of the year. I'm doing history, geography, Spanish and English literature. And I'm going to drop, I say this now because I'm pretty sure, I'm like 90% sure. I'm like nine times out of ten sure. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm like 90% sure I'm going to drop history at the end of this year. Purely because I was going to drop geography, however, I have been like really enjoying like what we've been doing. Um, the work we've started for what we're going to be doing next year in geography, I have really been enjoying that. The work for history we've started, which is what we'll be doing next year, I haven't enjoyed so much. So I thought it probably make more sense to drop history than drop geography. Um, I got, if you're wanting to know my results, if you're really interested, um, I got my AS results. They're, only, they're called provisional grades, which basically means they're only chosen by the teachers so they're not my proper official um as results but i got two a's and two b's so i was very impressed with myself with that um i know that's not like the best you can get it's not like four a's or anything but you know i was happy with that because i've I w- i've always been happy with b's i was predicted four b's so to get two a's and two b's i was absolutely over the moon but yeah um i got my results and i was very happy with those um i get my real I guess you could say my real results in August. Um, Anyone else who's receiving results this year, good luck. I know you're going to smash it. I hope you do smash it. And I hope you're happy with whatever results you get. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to like. I feel like I just needed to catch up mainly on that. Um, Some other news, I'm going on holiday. when when this episode goes up it'll be tomorrow but um when i'm recording this right now it's currently the 15th i'm going away on the 17th this episode will hopefully be up on the 16th um i will be doing something else on the 17th i did announce a few dates on my um on the twitter which is at voc podcast with two t's if you're not already following it i literally can't count how many times i've said that now but um if you're not following on twitter and instagram it's voc podcast with two t's on both um i did announce some dates on there so make sure to go and check those dates out um and like i do i did made a new i'm a la 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 i what sorry i made a new website i think i mentioned that in the last episode but yeah um i announced some dates on there so on the 16th which is the day this is going up will be obviously episode 10 the end of season one rest in peace season one you were great uh the 17th i've forgotten what i said i was going to be doing on the 17th but something's happening on the 17th as well and hopefully something will be happening on the 18th as well when i'm back from my holiday i we come back on the 21st um obviously staying in this country because can't well i think you can leave but i'm not really sure where to go but i don't think my parents are, like comfortable traveling abroad at the moment um we're just we're just staying in this country um so when I'm back from my holiday I will be doing some more stuff related to the podcast hopefully we'll be able to upload a weekly episode not making any promises though because I'm not sure whether I'm going to be able to because I have actually got myself a job as well that's a new update um I got myself a job I thought for the summer keep me busy earn some moolah (laughs) nobody says moolah on you shut up but honestly um yeah I thought I'd earn myself some money you know I've opened myself a bank account get some money in there 
get that bread um you know stop i need to stop saying these things because i'm aware that literally nobody says these things but yeah um get some money for myself get myself a job um so i don't know how busy i'm going to be with that yet because i haven't had my rotor yet so i don't know how busy i'm going to be with that however um i will try and be uploading weekly because i did always make the promise to myself that when we started this back in january i said that when i'm finished school i will be able to upload hopefully on a weekly basis but you know like I said, no promises, but upwards and onwards, hopefully we can. So I feel like I've rambled on enough and I feel like I've caught you up enough now. Um, let's get started with the final episode of season one and episode 10. Okay, so instead of starting out with a definition, because I feel like everybody knows what depression is, because instead of starting out with a definition for today's episode, like I usually do, I'm going to give you some statistics to start with. I know, numbers, exciting. Um, These, yeah, these are all, yeah, they are all numbers. Okay, so the first statistic I want to give to you is, now this is based on the US, so I'm not sure for the statistics for the UK. However, this statistic basically says 3.1 million between the ages of 12 and 17 in America have experienced at least one major depressive episode in the last year. Now, I don't know about you, but this isn't very surprising to me. Like over 3 million people have experienced a depressive episode. As someone with depression, this is not surprising to me at all. Oh, by the way, I forgot to... I feel like I feel like you kind of it's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? I'm talking about depression. Yes, I have depression. Um, I will go into this a bit more um in further into the episode um because that's not what I wanted to wanted to talk about first of all. But I do have depression, so I feel like I'm kind of experienced to talk about this in a sense. Um, but yeah, that's not a surprise to me that over three million people have experienced a depressive episode between the ages of twelve and seventeen. I know that might seem shocking to like the older generation that so many teenagers are depressed nowadays but I feel like it's just it's pressure isn't it it's a lot of pressure whether it's like academic pressure or peer pressure or pressure from just like outside sources in general there is a lot more pressure than kids nowadays than there was in like say the 80s or the 90s stuff like that and I feel like that's what a lot of parents don't understand they're like oh why can't you just be happy like it's a lot it's a lot harder than that Karen but yeah um and then the next statistic says nearly 50% of those diagnosed with depression also have an anxiety disorder now this applies to me as well um I actually have social anxiety as well as depression um this was something I was diagnosed with before I was diagnosed with depression um it's kind of it's kind of always been an issue for me but it's only really cropped up in like recent years and it wasn't really an issue when I was a younger teenager as a po- teenager <laughs> as opposed to um now that I'm kind of like 15, 16, um, when I was 15, 16, sorry, um, it was more of an issue then than it was when I was kind of like 12, 13. Um, but yeah, 50%, so half of the people that are diagnosed with depression also have an anxiety disorder. And it is important to remember that not everyone can be diagnosed because I've seen a lot of people like invalidating self-diagnosis and stuff like that. But the thing is, referrals can be expensive especially in america where they have to pay for healthcare. referrals can be expensive and sometimes getting a proper diagnosis isn't always an option and self-diagnosis is necessary because where you can't afford it where you simply can't afford it there's no other option other than to self-diagnose i know for a lot of mental health conditions it's better to go for an official referral process and to get therapy to get proper counseling to be able to talk about it with a licensed professional however in some countries like america and other countries where 
basically every other country that isn't the UK where healthcare isn't free, it can be a lot harder to get an official referral process and be able to talk to those licensed counsellors and people that are specialised in mental health. So we are quite lucky in the UK in the sense that we have that um, referral process that is free and that you don't have to pay for counselling or therapy or anything like that. Um, however, I think I think you have to pay if it's like private therapy or something like that. But if it's just like on the NHS, then you don't have to pay for it. But um, in a lot of countries where you do have to pay for healthcare, getting that referral and not being not like being officially diagnosed, self-diagnosis is a lot simpler and a lot less hassle than having to pay having to fork out money just to get your health sorted essentially so that is that is shocking to me but at the same time i'm not really shocked that nearly 50 percent of those diagnosed with depression also have an anxiety disorder but it's important to remember those people that haven't actually been diagnosed as well so those people that um maybe haven't been diagnosed with depression but maybe do have it may also be undiagnosed with an anxiety disorder you never know um and then this statistic this is kind of like trigger warning um suicide is the second leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 34 now this is not surprising to me at all because i know that the increasing the increasing effect of suicide especially among 10 to 10 to 34 people at 10 years old honestly but i think that I honestly thought that suicide would be like the first leading cause of death because I know that things like like things like stabbings and murders and um like you know just people people um stuff that isn't self-inflicted obviously is still a massive issue and things like um illnesses like cancer and um other terminal illnesses like that I know obviously they're a massive issue among every age really but suicide suicide can affect anyone and suicide does affect everyone and if when you go through life there will probably be at least one point where you are affected by suicide if it's not if it's not personally it will be kind of from an outside source probably you will have heard of someone that's committed suicide or maybe you've been affected directly maybe you've been affected indirectly and I know it is a hard thing to talk about and it's something that can take a lot to open up about and we are going to be discussing that in more detail but suicide being the second leading cause of death among people ages 10 to 34 that is something that it doesn't surprise me but it just shocks me how I'm not surprised if that makes sense um and yeah so that's all the statistics I'm going to give you but um and this on this like little poster that I found with all these statistics on it um there are some mental health uh, hotlines and stuff on that and I will I will leave all the numbers and everything like that and all the websites and stuff linked in the description and I will read them out for you at the end um, if you can't read the description for whatever reason. Um, I will read them out for you at the end so please make sure you go and check those out. If you are struggling with your mental health and you are struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts or anything like that please 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 reach out. Make sure you talk to someone, talk to a trusted adult, talk to a trusted professional, talk to someone, talk to me. I'm not a professional, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist or a mental health professional, but I am a person, okay? And if you, if desperate times call for desperate measures and you feel like you have no one else to talk to and you feel like no one else cares, just remember I am always here, okay? Whether we're friends or not, whether we've spoken before or not, I'm always here and I'm always here to listen to your problems. I can try and give you advice. I'm not the best at advice in the world, but I can try and give you any kind of advice that I can because I've experienced these things firsthand. I've experienced depression. I've experienced suicidal thoughts. And it is something that I do want to help other people with where I can and when I can because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all go through these emotions and they 
can affect us one way or another in life. So if you do ever feel like you have no one else, you've always got me. <laughs> just just remember that. And I did want to give you like not really a definition, but kind of my personal what I what what depression means to me essentially. So depression is when I think of depression, I think of mental health disorder. Um, a kind of I'd, I'd say it's a disease because it does affect you like a disease that affects the mind, it affects your thoughts, it affects your ways of living your life, and it's essentially just I don't know. It's just it it just reminds me of just sadness, the color blue, feeling blue, feeling down, feeling upset feeling like you're worthless feeling like you're hopeless and stuff like that it just it can it can ruin your life it does ruin your life and it's not something to be used as an adjective and that is something I have encountered quite a lot in the past like um when I've opened when I've opened up to my friends about it in the past they'll be like oh I'm depressed too because oh I don't know I did bad on this test or something like that you're not depressed, you're sad, you're upset, you're disappointed, you're not depressed. Depressed is not an adjective because depression, depression, I can't even say the word, depression is a mental health disorder. The same way there's a difference between being anxious and so, about something and having anxiety, there's a difference between being depressed and having depression, there's a difference between being neat and tidy and having OCD, there's a difference between having weird dreams and having schizophrenia, there's a difference between um not like skipping a meal or something and having an eating disorder that's not people kind of take these lightheartedly they take these mental health conditions and they almost romanticize them they i can't say this word aestheticize them did i say that right i think i said that right they aestheticize i can't say it again but they basically make it into something that is desirable and something that is seemed as a good thing to have now that's not me saying that depression is necessarily all bad and you should be ashamed if you have depression i'm not saying that at all because depression is something that we need to be open and honest about and if you do have depression then you're a great person and i'm proud of you for being able to openly admit that you do have depression because same here sister <laughs> um but yeah honestly um depression is not a bad thing and you should never ever feel ashamed or disappointed or like you have to hide it away if you do have depression because it's not a bad thing and it's something that we need to be having these conversations about we need to be discussing we need to be more 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 comfortable with essentially there need to be those pse lessons in school where we say right guys we're gonna sit down and we're gonna have a talk about our mental health we're not just gonna go over the usual drugs and alcohol spiel we're gonna have a sit and a talk about mental health and we're gonna be open and honest because this is a place of trust here on voyager curiosity we like to be open and comfortable with each other okay i have opened up to you about stuff that i have not told people that i have known for five six seven eight years I have known them for this amount of time and I've told you people listening to this podcast more than I've told them <laughs> honestly this is the reason I have trust issues I'm joking <laughs> but yeah um please never feel afraid to open up because I know I know you don't know me I know you don't know my life story you don't even know who I am you don't know you know my name, you know what my voice sounds like, potentially if you've looked at my website, you know what my face looks like, but you don't know me as a person, well, maybe you do, maybe you're friends with me, I don't know, but <laughs> if you're not friends with me and you're just hearing this voice and you're thinking, on your, why would I open up to you, 
you, the presenter of Voyage of Curiosity, who apparently has depression and some other mental health disorders and some other conditions that I don't know about, maybe, like, why would I open up to you? You're a widow. <laughs> but honestly, um, no, please don't feel intimidated or anything like that to just come into my DMs anytime and just open up to me because I am... I am here to listen. I am here to care, and I'm not. I'm not just a podcaster, okay? I am a person. I am a human. Underneath this persona or whatever it is, it's not really a persona because I'm being completely honest with you right now. I'm literally being, I'm being authentically me. <laughs> but yeah, please never feel afraid to um, open up to me or just spill in my DMs or whatever it is. Just feel like I am a safe place, and Voyager Curiosity is your home. If you don't feel at home anywhere else, feel home feel home here with this podcast and with me. (laughs) Right, so for this next section of the podcast, I wanted to uh, talk a bit about, in detail, about my experience with depression, um, my diagnosis process, how long I've had depression for, um, how I've dealt with it, where I am at with it now, and how it's affected me in my teenage years, and how I think it's going to affect me in the future, all that stuff. Okay, so... um, I have had depression for, I'll do a little bit of an introduction. Hello, my name is Anya, um, I'm 17 years old and I have depression. Depression is the mental health condition, aside some others, that has affected me the most in the past and has impacted me the greatest. Um, I have had depression for four years now. I was diagnosed with depression when I was 13. Um, I was diagnosed in November of 2017 which was it will be four years ago this year so I've had it for just over three years no nearly I'd say it's closer to four than nearly three um I I was diagnosed with depression a month after no sorry two months after um my granddad who I talked about in my uh, coping with grief episode after my granddad passed away I was diagnosed with depression um however Although I do count that as the main cause of depression because I was very, very close with my granddad throughout life. I don't call him my granddad, I call him my tide. I think I discussed that last time, but um, I call him my tide, but I just say granddad because it confuses people that aren't Welsh um, when I say tide. Tide means granddad in Welsh, in case that wasn't clear for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I, I was really, really close with my tide throughout life and he was he was just a family member that I could trust with everything. And we'd had, we had like a really special bond and we had a really close relationship. And everyone else in my family didn't really get on with him like I did so when he passed away it was just really really hard for me and I think that that was probably the main cause of my depression and caused me to be so upset and caused me to be so um low I think the reason I was um my mum basically noticed that I wasn't really myself obviously after nobody is after they lose a loved one they lose somebody where they were really close with but I was just not coping at all like it's usually in the process of grief, you usually get out of the denial stage after probably only a couple of months. However, I was still in this denial stage like three months after. So my mum basically took me to um, the doctors and she said, could we get a referral to um, CAMS, which is a service in uh, the UK. It's the Children and Adolescents Mental Health Service. Um, and it's basically a service that anybody who's had experience with CAMS before knows it's not It's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Um, I'm not here to slate cams or anything, but um, it's not all it's cracked up to be. But basically, they referred us to the uh, children's unit at the hospital, which is um, my local hospital. They took us there um, and... 
this in itself was a traumatizing experience for me because I live in a very rural area I guess you could say I live in a very small area so we only really have one hospital that's close by and then the next hospital is like 40 minutes away so we use this hospital for basically everything and this was actually the hospital that my granddad passed away in so going back there was just a traumatizing experience in itself because I did not want to be returning back there basically only a couple of months after my tide had passed away in that very hospital it wasn't the same unit but it was still like the same doors I walked through when I was given the news that my tide had passed away so that in itself was just a traumatizing experience for me and I just really didn't want to be doing that but unfortunately I had to um and they basically they took me they took me through a bunch of tests and a bunch a bunch of like psychometric or whatever they're called tests and personality tests and um asked me you know the the default questions if you if you've been through the diagnosis uh, diagnosis process of having depression before you'll know the default you know the default questions are you tired all the time have you lost interest in things you usually like doing have you noticed you've put on or lost weight have you lost your appetite have you gained an appetite um have you got a consistent low mood? Do you feel like not socializing with people? And I was just answering yes to all of these things. And they basically, and I knew, I knew what was coming. And they basically just did some tests, sent some tests away. They did a blood test for some reason. I don't know how they can determine your mental state from your blood, but they did a blood test for some reason. Honestly, I'm used to it. I've literally had so many blood tests, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. But um they did so many blood tests on me and they basically came back with the result that I had depression. Um they they'd already diagnosed my social anxiety, but I'm not gonna talk about that because um we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> but um I'd already been diagnosed with social anxiety about a year before it took two or three years before I think. Um but yeah I they came back and they said, um, you've got depression. My mum was pretty shocked by this. My mum was in the room with me when they um, came back and told me that I had depression. My mum was pretty shocked by this because I was only 13 at the time and to tell a 13-year-old they have depression, um, especially in because this was about four years ago now, it was kind of, it was a bit more rare than it is now for 13-year-olds to have depression. So my mum was really just taken aback by this I honestly wasn't surprised I knew it was coming I knew from all like the questions they were asking me and the fact that I'd been feeling just so low all the time and I'd actually had thoughts of hurting myself and I'd had thoughts of killing myself and I like kind of made made these plans on how I was going to kill myself at one point I thought like there's no there's no point in me being on the surf anymore if I kill myself I can go and be with my tide but um the fact that I'd made that plan and the fact that I had had thoughts of doing that and had thoughts of ending my life, I knew they were going to come back and say that I had depression and um, they were going to refer me to something. And they basically said that um, you've got depression. We're going to put you on some antidepressants, but they're not going to be very strong because of my because of my young age at the time. I've changed medications three times I think now um I was put on a very low 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 dose of um, antidepressants when I was only 13 because they said that the most common antidepressants are only diagnosed are only uh, prescribed to people sorry that are over 18 so they don't want to put me on too high dose because they don't want to affect my what's the what? <laughs> what's the uh oh god 
serotonin. Is that it? They didn't want to like send my serotonin levels through the roof if they put me on too many antidepressants. It'd just affect like my bloodstream and everything like that. So they didn't want to. They didn't want to wreck my health in more ways than one. So they put me on a very, very, very low dose of antidepressants. And then when I was about 15, they changed it again. Um, and now that I'm 17, they've changed it again. Uh, when I'm 18, I think I can like be put on a proper dose and like a proper, um, proper prescription i don't i don't know what all like the medical terms are and everything but um yeah because because i'm under 18 um still as of the moment in about three months time they'll probably change it again but because i'm under 18 and have been under 18 the whole time that i've um been prescribed these antidepressants it hasn't been too high of a dose so sometimes when i do um i think i'll talk about this a bit later as well but i did run out of antidepressants at one point and it was horrible it was so horrible i just it's not like i'm reliant on them but i just felt like i was just missing a part of me and i just felt like what how am i going to cope luckily we were in lockdown at this point so it wasn't too hard i didn't have to go out and socialize with anyone i just stayed in the house the whole time but it was horrible i just felt like even worse than i usually did and i just felt so low and i just felt like not moving out of bed i didn't get out of bed until like at half 11 most mornings i just stayed in bed i just couldn't be bothered to get dressed couldn't be bothered to even say hello to people in my family i just it was just horrible and it just felt like why was i so so reliant on this medication like why was i why was i depending on this medication to get me through the day and i just thought there was a point in my life where I don't know whether I've talked about him before, but there was a point in my life, um, this boy who I was best friends with, best friends with for three or four years of my life, um, he, we kind of stopped being friends kind of halfway through last year. Um, and most of the time I was friends with him, there was a point where I actually stopped taking the antidepressants because I just felt so happy with him. And then when he walked out my life, essentially, I was back on them because I felt like there was there was no other source of happiness for me really and if I if I continued to not take the antidepressants I'd just go back into that spiral of feeling really really low and yeah so it is it is weird how some people can just make you feel like you don't you don't need another source of happiness because they are your source of happiness but yeah the whole referral process is a bit of a blur to me just because like I say going back to that hospital and having to do all those tests was a bit traumatizing for me but yeah I was diagnosed nearly four years ago now it'll be four years in November um and yeah um like I say self-diagnosis is completely valid if you are living in a country where your healthcare is not free or there is no access to specialists in mental health or specialists in psychology or anything like that if you can't get a referral process or for whatever reason you don't want to get a referral process or maybe you don't want to tell your parents about it maybe um, you're under the age of 18 and you can't do it yourself and you don't want to tell your parents about it self-diagnosis for the time being is completely completely valid and if you do feel that strongly and you've done enough research and you've taken enough tests or whatever yourself make sure they are official tests though because not those just like stupid like buzzfeed do i have depression quizzes um make sure they are like official doctor proven quizzes and stuff like that because um some of them are by licensed doctors so they can actually give you more of an official answer than some real mental health professionals can but that's not me saying that's not me saying self-diagnose every time if you can get a diagnosis get a diagnosis and if you do feel that strongly that there is a problem with your mental health you need to get it checked out and you need to speak to someone about it so that one 
very very deep but um i hope you took the message away from that that um it is okay not to feel okay and if you can get a diagnosis do get a diagnosis i'm just gonna quickly run you through if you do feel like you are experiencing symptoms of depression but you're not too sure what the symptoms are i'm gonna quickly run you through some psychological and some physical some social um symptoms of depression and i'm gonna like take you through and tell you like which ones i'm i was experiencing and still do experience to this day sometimes okay so the psychological symptoms of depression can include a continuous low mood or sadness so this is quite commonly the one that doctors will ask you the most about they'll ask you have you been feeling continuously low continuously sad feeling hopeless and helpless so basically like there's no point in anything you're not worth anything stuff like that having low self-esteem so essentially feeling like um not confident not motivated um feeling tearful feeling guilt-ridden feeling irritable or intolerant of others so trying to avoid other people just because they irritate you having no motivation or interest in things so uh, doctors will commonly ask you have you lost interest in things you'd usually like doing finding it difficult to make decisions that's a big one for me not getting any enjoyment out of life feeling anxious or worried having suicidal thoughts or thoughts of harming yourself now this is something i wanted to discuss and um something that i do feel is important we discuss uh, as a whole basically um suicidal thoughts are separate from depression you do not have to have suicidal thoughts in order to be diagnosed with depression and you do not have to have depression in order on on, in order to have suicidal thoughts you can have suicidal you can be suicidal and not have depression the same way you can have depression and not be suicidal people are there are people out there living with depression that aren't suicidal there are people out there that are suicidal that aren't living with depression and so don't get the two mixed up and don't think that you have to have one in order to have the other um the physical symptoms of depression can include moving or speaking more slowly than usual this was a big one for me and this is something i it's something that's quite hard to explain um but i'll try my best to explain it basically when i i do get this some like comes back sometimes when i when i'm feeling really low when i'm feeling really stressed um basically there was like a, you know how everyone has a voice in their head it was like the voice in my head when it was like reading things back it would just read it in like a 10 times slower speed than it usually would so it was kind of like the words would like slow down and the letters would separate it's kind of weird to explain but it was like everything was just in slow motion and sometimes i'd feel like i was walking in slow motion um i was literally walking like the same speed or even faster than my friends but like i'd feel like i was walking in slow motion and i'd have to like double check myself like was i walking slower but i'd literally be ahead of my friends um changes in appetite or weight usually decrease but sometimes can increase so this can include binge eating however it also can include like missing meals and feeling like you don't need to eat or you don't want to eat constipation um unexplained aches and pains a lack of energy um changes to your menstrual cycle if you're a female um low sex drive possibly a loss of um i'm not sure who you say this is libido libido i don't know how you say it um disturbed sleep for example finding it difficult to fall asleep at night or waking up very early in the morning this one was a big one for me i'd go to bed at like i still do this sometimes but i'd go to bed at like 2 a.m but i'd be able to wake up at like 6 a.m and it would not be a problem i'd be able to run on four hours 
four hours of sleep um and I'd I'd like tell my mum she'd be like what time did you wake up I heard you like really early this morning I'd be like oh six she was like why it's like Saturday I'd be like because hmm, I couldn't sleep she was like what time did you go to bed I was like oh like two she was like what you need more than four hours of sleep I was like honestly I'm fine um and then finally the social symptoms of depression can include um avoiding contacts with friends and taking part in fewer social activities so this links to the kind of loss of interest in things and not really feeling like there is a need to go outside there is a need to socialize with people neglecting your hobbies and interests so again just avoiding things that you'd usually enjoy and having difficulties in your homework or family life so just feeling like everyone's against you and just feeling like there's nobody there to support you essentially and home isn't a good place work isn't a good place school isn't a good place your family aren't there for you your family are against you um and then just to go into it this is this is kind of like the clinical side of it i'm getting all of, all of this information off the nhs website so if you do want to check it out i will link this um but yeah these the depression this basically says depression can come on gradually so it may be difficult to notice if something's wrong many people try to cope with their symptoms without realizing they're unwell it can sometimes take a friend or family member to suggest something is wrong so um my dad actually and it's not not it's not me suggesting this is like her, um what's the word uh genetic or anything but um it sometimes can be but I don't think it is in this case my dad actually has depression as well however it was not until my mum pointed it out that he was able to go through the referral process the doctors describe depression by how serious it is so you first of all you've got mild depression so you might feel sad you might feel sad all the time but it doesn't really affect you fully um all the time it only really like comes to the front of your brain maybe a few times a week and has some impact on your daily life moderate depression has a significant impact on your daily life um so you might feel like you get up in the morning you go to work and you're feeling sad but you push it back to the back of your brain you get home and you can't stop thinking about it and then you've got severe depression so it makes it almost impossible to get through daily life and a few people with severe depression may have psychotic symptoms so you may suffer from other mental health conditions such as um, schizophrenia or um, bipolar disorder, or in some cases, um, PTSD, if it's you're going through something like a grief or a loss, or um, perhaps if you've been in um, a conflict or something like that. Um, soldiers commonly get it when they come back from the war, um, and people that have, um, for example, if you've lost a child, there's something called postnatal depression, which is where you've lost a child and you just oh no sorry i'm getting confused sorry um postnatal depression i'm just like mixing up my thoughts postnatal depression is basically where you give birth to a child but you're just not excited you don't have that excitement and that kind of mother's joy that is um kind of associated with um having a child and being like given the gift of life you don't feel it and it can make you feel guilty but postnatal depression is completely normal and it's very very common in women especially with their first children it's very very common in women who have just given birth and it's not anything to be ashamed of um and it's not anything to feel like you're an outcast with because it is very very common um and now this is something that i this is like the area that I personally struggled with. Um, it can be difficult to distinguish between grief and depression. They share many of the same characteristics, but there are important differences between them. Grief is an entirely natural response to de- 
to a loss, while depression is an illness. People who are grieving find their feelings of sadness and loss come and go, but they're still able to enjoy things and look forward to the future. In contrast, people who are depressed constantly feel sad. They find it difficult to enjoy anything or be positive about the future. Um, and then there is a little article that basically tells you more about coping with grief and bereavement. Um, so when you're depressed, you feel constantly sad. You feel like there's no going away of this kind of black cloud that's just following you, you around everywhere. With grief, it comes and goes, but this was the difference with me. My sadness didn't come and go. It was just there all the time. I think the best way to describe it, it was like a cloud. It was like a little rain cloud that was over me while everyone else was sunny and everyone else was enjoying the weather. I just felt like I was constantly being rained on and it didn't go away. And it was just like that for so long. And I just remember it just taking over my life and feeling like it was never gonna go away. But through the help of talking to people, opening up to people about it, taking the medication, now this isn't me saying the medication solves everything, but the medication did help parts of it and did get me through some of those tough days, those really, really tough days where I just felt like life wasn't worth living anymore. It did help me through and it did make that significant impact. Um, but that's not to say that medication is everything and you can get through these things without having medication without being prescribed medication talking to people is a big one if you're not a huge fan of talking text someone call someone on the phone do a zoom call do a skype call do a do a pub quiz because it just makes you feel so much better and i know that for the introverts among us including myself sometimes talking to people can seem daunting and you don't want to do it and you don't want to feel vulnerable with someone and have someone know every single thing about you but it helps and it will help you and it will help you through and it will make you feel better you will come out of it feeling like you've just drained yourself out to someone and you feel like this person knows everything about you now and that's why it's important to make sure it's a trusted person somebody that you know has been in your life for a long time perhaps or somebody that's going to stick around in your life for a long time somebody that's not going to go off and tell somebody else everything that you've just told them somebody you trust and somebody that you know is just going to keep that to themselves somebody that might perhaps give good advice maybe they've given you advice in the past before and it's been really helpful maybe they can give you some good advice on this um but yeah just be open and not closing yourself away not bottling your feelings up because that tends to happen with people with depression they feel like the whole world's against them so they just keep these feelings to themselves and they don't open up and that's what can make it worse and that's what can lead to suicide that's what can lead to suicidal thoughts to hurting yourself to self-harm it's not it's not the answer. It's a temp. It's a temporary solid. It's sorry. <laughs> it's a. Per I shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at how much I'm messing up today. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and that's that's the kind of that's the message I want to take away. You, I want you to take away from today's episode. Suicide is a temporary problem. Is a temporary solution to a. No, did I get that? Yeah. No sorry i'm really sorry suicide is a temporary solution no oh my god suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem and i just really want i really want you to take that away because i feel like i feel like so many people forget that um suicide is is an issue and it does affect a lot of us like i was reading the statistics before it affects so many of us whether it affects you directly or indirectly it happens and it's out there and it's a problem in the world and it's a leading cause of death and you just need to remember that it's not the answer it ne it's never the answer 
and it hurts you as well as hurting the people you leave behind and it's not worth it there are so many people out there that are going to love you and appreciate you for who you are and there are so many people that are going to say that you're worth it and are going to be proud of you and are going to want to celebrate your achievements in the future with you so please if you feel like you're not sticking around for anyone just stick around for me because i'm here for you at the end of the day and then finally i don't want to keep this too long but finally i just wanted to talk about how depression affects me now so i've talked about how i was first diagnosed with it but i just want to quickly go over how it's affecting me now so i'm currently like i said i'm currently 17 years old i've had depression for four years and I don't want to say I'm getting there because I feel like there's there's always bumps in the road and it's a bit of a roller coaster and sometimes it goes down and most of the time it goes up. But I don't want to say it's going better because every time I do say it's getting better, it always gets worse. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm currently very happy with myself and in my life at the moment. I feel like I'm achieving a lot. I feel like there's some things I'm still unsure of. For example, I'm not too sure what I want to do in the future and like next year and um, going to university and all that stuff. I feel like there's a lot of pressure being put on me at the moment in terms of deciding what I want to do with my future. Am I going to start driving or not? I know I want to start driving. It's just getting the motivation and getting like the actual application things to get it done and actually get started with that. Um, whether I'm going to be su- going to be successful with my job this summer, there's a lot of uncertainty I'm facing. However, I'm just trying to ignore the uncertainties and ignore the negatives and just get on with life and think of the positives. I'm going on holiday. I'm going to be meeting some friends this summer. I'm going to be meeting some people I've never met before. Hopefully, um, I'm going to be traveling to places. Like I said, I'm going on holiday. Um, going to be taking some day trips and stuff with people. Um, I'm going to be. I'm going to be making some memories, I'm going to hopefully be happy, I'm not in school, I'm going to be relaxing, I'm going to be trying some new things, maybe trying some new foods, trying some new places, uh, going to new places, I'm going to spend time with the people I love, um, whether that's people, hopefully meet some people that I've never met before, because I really, really do want to meet them, they'll know who they are if they listen to this, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the summer, and I'm being optimistic, being as optimistic as I can be, but that's not to say that depression doesn't kick me in the teeth sometimes it doesn't kick me in the arse <laughs> because it does i'm being 100 percent completely honest with you there are nights when i will i will lie awake and i will just think what is the point sometimes and i will think like how 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 have i got this far when life is so has been quite frankly so shit at points how have i got through it how have i managed to pull myself through it but i have and i've i've made it through and i've got it and if i can do it you can do it too and i just want to give you five quick things and i know there's more than five but i want to give you five quick things that have helped me get through depression um in my lowest times now number one i want to say to you because i feel like i feel like they've just they've just kind of dragged me through most of it is um Ciencio and in particular Christopher um I discovered Ciencio at a point where I was very very mentally unstable and I was looking for a kind of comfort and somebody that some people that could provide me with a little bit of happiness and could be a constant in my life now Ciencio came into my life about a year after I was diagnosed with depression and I was not feeling mentally good at all I kind of hide I kind of hid it from most people that I was I was around at that point in time because I wasn't really comfortable being open and honest about it with them um, I kind of hinted at it sometimes, but they re- didn't really take those hints. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad that they didn't because I feel like I couldn't really trust them. But Ciencio, and in particular Christopher, um, 
have helped me so much and in terms of just making me happy and just making me proud and making me just realize I need to carry on and it's so good that I have carried on because if I haven't I wouldn't have seen what an amazing band they are today and how far they've come and um, what they've achieved and all the new music they've put out and everything like that and in particular Christopher I feel like he's just been he has just been a constant in my life and he has just got me through those tough times and when I've been lying awake at night and thinking like what is the point I've realized like if I just keep going for Christopher then one day I'll just be able to meet him and just be able to tell him like I stayed for him I did stay for him because I have been through a little bit of a trigger warning again however I feel like you need a trigger warning for this whole everything I've just discussed but um I have had um I've attempted suicide twice um I attempted it once when I was 13 um and I attempted it um another time again when I was let me think now I think I was 16 um yeah I was I was 16 it was the um it was the 11th of June no sorry um oh god no I was 17 was I 17 no, I was six, I got really confused, sorry, I was 16, um, it was the 11th of June 2020, and I can't remember the other date, um, but yeah, that was my, that was the most, probably the most memorable attempt, I guess you could say, because the other one was when I was 13, and I was just very naive, and I didn't really, I had a plan, but I didn't really know whether I wanted to go through with it or not, but it was an attempt, um, I didn't end up in hospital the second time, however, I did end up, end up in hospital the first time, um, I have ended up in hospital a couple of times after, but it hasn't been for that, but it has been to do with my depression. Um, but yeah, he he just, like, the thought of meeting him and the thought of just telling him, like, how much he's helped me just got me through and just made me realise that I am extremely grateful for discovering him and discovering the band. And yeah, that got a bit deep, but um, yeah. The second thing is my dogs. And now my dogs have, I've always grown up with dogs and um, particularly my eldest dog, Poppy. Um, she's going to be 12 in November. In, I don't know her birthday. Um, she's going to be 12 on September the 6th. So make sure you wish her a happy birthday. Um, she's a Jack Russell cross with a collie. However, she does not look like one. Mm. But she's, um, as I'm thinking of this, I haven't really got five things, but I'm going to do three instead because I haven't really got five things. But she has just got me through everything and just seeing her in the morning and just waking up and remembering that she's there just helps me get through so much. I do have another dog. Um, her name's Ellie. She's going to be four in October um, and she's the love of my life as well. She's helped me through so much as well. And they're both just so incredible. If you're not a dog person, why? <laughs> but um I'm joking you can be a cat person if you really want to just know that dog, dog people are supreme I didn't say it you didn't hear that from me but um yeah honestly my dogs have just helped me through so much and the final thing I want to um mention to you is my my friends my friends especially the friends that I have never met before <laughs> um my friends that I have met through the internet through social media through creating fan accounts and stuff like that um they are incredible and they have just helped me through so much and they have just made me feel so loved so appreciated and just so so like I've never felt more love before especially by people I've been friends with in real life have never made me feel so grateful to be alive essentially um so yeah that's a little wrap-up of things that make me happy Ciencio, my dogs and my friends <laughs>
there are a lot more things that I could go into detail about. However, I'm aware that I've kept you for nearly an hour and I don't want to keep you any longer. So yeah, in summary, find things that make you happy, stick with them and don't let anybody tell you otherwise because you deserve to be happy. I'm proud of you. Voyager Curiosity is a safe space if you ever need to rant. If you ever need anything at all, I'm always here and yeah, make sure that you remember it's okay not to be okay. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the last episode of Voyager Curiosity Season 1. I hope you've enjoyed this season. If you have, please go back and stream them again. Please go back and listen to them again. We can do a little second listening. Wouldn't that be cute if you haven't already listened to it a second time? Do you guys like that? would be interesting to me to find out, actually. Do you guys listen to the episodes more than once? Or do you just, like, listen to my voice once and you think, no, that's enough? Like, I'm sure there's people that probably switched off at episode one. <laughs> But I'm thankful for, even if you just listened to episode one, I'm thankful for that. But if you have been here the whole time, a huge, 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 massive thank you from me. Um, I am currently in the process of trying to follow everyone back because I know that obviously I'm not a celebrity and there is no excuse for me to not be following people back. But um, I'm aware on Instagram especially, I haven't followed many people back, but I will try and do that. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, as usual, make sure you follow this page and you follow the um instagram and the twitter which are both voc podcast and you turn post notifications on because there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff coming up and recently i have like i said made a second podcast which is called tunes that changed me so make sure you head over to the spotify page for that and follow that and you'll be notified every single time a post is a episode is published on there um i am in the process of making some social medias and a website for that podcast so make sure you go and follow them i will announce um when there is pages made for them i will announce that on the voc podcast twitter um so make sure you go and follow them um and yeah in the meantime i hope you enjoyed today's episode i will see you so so soon for season two and yeah stay curious <laughs>